Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. I have to be honest with you and that is that I usually have everything for this planned to the nth degree and written out and then curated and then edited and then shifted around a bit and then I examine it some more and then I record it and that's the product that you get. And I just tried recording one of those with a bunch of very communicative bullet points and uh, it just wasn't working. So I want to talk about feeling things, feeling feelings, feeling uh, feeling too much, one, and feeling like you're too much, two, um, they go together. I just want to talk about that, like, eyes closed, my heart to your heart, I don't have an agenda or a plan. That means it'll probably be vulnerable and I'll probably cry. Let's see where this goes. And let's see if we can't begin to reconcile how much you feel with the the world around you and being able to live in that space. I grew up believing that emotions were contagious. Not a metaphor. Actually, really... Just like lice are contagious and fleas are contagious and the flu is contagious, for me, emotions were contagious. I experienced other people as an affront to my own body because I could feel their feelings. And so often what people are feeling is not good. Most people aren't walking around like, today is the most joyous day of my life. Most people are walking around in some form of being shut down, being miserable, hoping that no one else notices, feeling despair, hiding, feeling fear, trying to worry about their safety, security, their money, their finances. Their... It's not good, the default setting for most people, and I could feel that. So I fell in love with books and with myself and silence because that was the only time that I wasn't subject to other people's very intense feelings. And I was an only child, so it wasn't like I had, I was forced to play with my brother or sister. I spent the vast majority of my days as a child alone by choice because mom would have played with me. And I was like, no, that's cool. I'm just going to go read my book every day times the entirety of my childhood. And I remember my church would have these 
services uh, around Christmas time when you would go and sign up for caroling. And you would go to nursing homes, you would go to people who couldn't leave their homes. There was a list that everybody had. And so I went in, I was five, maybe six. And I went into this nursing home and it was, it was like, you've been to nursing homes, right? It's like being hit by a wall of despair. And so I was just singing my little Christmas carol song, doing my thing, because I'm little. And a woman called me forward and she just, she touched me and like immediately I just start weeping, but not like the big choked up, like I don't fight it. I don't know what to do. So there is just water streaming out of my face, right? Cause I'm six and everybody like looks, doesn't know what to do with it, but also knows that like, okay, she's just a weird kid anyway. So nothing's done about it and I'm not hurt. It's just like, oh, I didn't know that someone could feel that sad. And when there's that much sadness and you have no protection against it, it doesn't have anywhere to go, so it has to come out your eyeballs. So I just cried in front of a bunch of people I was trying to be really cool around because, man, I'm six and I need to be cool, okay? Like, I even I know at age six that being the person who reads books is uncool. <laughs> so I try and hide it. And then I avoid groups of kids my own age because I understand that like there's there appears to be something that they get that I don't get. Like you can just take feelings and turn them off or you can take thoughts and turn them off. Or if you just run around playing that game long enough, it's going to be it's going to start to be fun, even though you don't experience it as fun. So I felt broken all the time. I felt so disconnected from everyone and everything around me, but I felt safe in books. So I turned to them, and that is how I became an English major eventually and a teacher eventually, and that was what I did. I taught my stuffed animals about books, and I read books, and then I wrote books, and that's where that comes from is because I was just trying to figure out what this feeling thing was and why I had so much of it and why so much of it hurt. The vast majority of it was not good. So it wasn't until I was 31 that I took this course with a woman named Vanessa, Vanessa Cordornu, and she had us all in a circle, and she taught us about, okay, well, what if you imagine that there is a sort of golden orb around you? And I was like, okay, this sounds really stupid. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, all the cynicism in the world, are you kidding me right now? But okay, cool, I'll imagine the golden orb. And I did. What I didn't know was that we all had to close our eyes and across the room, the other half of the room was sending us like all of their worst feelings. Like they were projecting like anger and hate and they were giving us all the gross feelings. And the point of the golden orb was that you, you would know that it worked because you were oblivious to the fact that there were people sending you their worst stuff. And typically people's worst stuff would cause me to cry in public or to literally run screaming from a room because it was too much to handle. So from age five or six to age 31, I experienced emotions as a state of victimhood, sadness, despair, overwhelm, and like I was broken because I felt too much. If you feel that way, first, 
I want you to go to kristenkelp.com slash empath, and that's going to link to all of the other things because you're an empath. And if you're like, yes, still feel that way, even though I've read all of your articles and all that stuff. Okay. A couple of physical world things you can do in order to hop on this train and acknowledge that the feels are not going to happen up in the brain. The feels are going to happen in the body. So we have to treat the body first. One of the ways to do that is acupuncture. It's a really natural grounding reset that helps you get a handle on this is what's happening within me. This is what's happening outside of me. This is the difference between the two. The same thing goes with uh, sage spray, which you can get on Amazon if you're in the States. Otherwise, just Google sage spray, see if it's available. Instead of burning sage, which is traditionally used for smudging purposes in sacred circles, you can just use it as a spray, which is less, less fire less funky smell, much easier to manage, no smoke alarms going off. It might also be helpful to you to find jewelry that covers your solar plexus, which is again, like, like the spot, like I would say two inches above your belly button that will often mine, at least mine, I've never experienced anyone else's solar plexus. Obviously mine will contract or feel like someone is flicking it when I'm irritated, when I'm angry, when I'm annoyed, when I'm frustrated, or when I'm not listening to myself, my interiors. That's where it hits. Jewelry that covers it might make you feel safer. The solar plexus traditionally in the chakra system is the seat of the self. So jewelry that covers it might make you feel safer. It is not a coincidence that lots of malas and, and sacred jewelry tend to hit right over the solar plexus. It's a form of physical, real world, in real time protection against the rest of the world. There were years that I wore a piece of jewelry covering my solar plexus every day because it didn't feel safe to take it off. One day the jewelry broke. I was convinced that all of my talents had gone with it and that I was done in the world because that was a magic piece of jewelry and that was how I connected with my intuition. No, it was my solar plexus that I had been connecting with, but sometimes it's easier to believe that you're connecting with jewelry, right? You can also rest and hydrate because when you're tired, the feels are even more difficult to manage. So what would have been not that big a deal with eight hours of sleep is a huge deal with two hours of sleep and is a fucking shit show with no sleep at all, right? Same thing goes with hydration. You're going to get more irritable the less that you're hydrated, no matter what you do otherwise. Animals, you know this, they also offer an instant reset because sometimes even though you can feel like, okay, I know this isn't mine. I know these feelings are not mine. I know what's happened. You can know that intellectually and still not know how to reset. Rest, hydrate, animals, any kind of animal, it doesn't matter. Acupuncture, sage spray, jewelry over your solar plexus, and then saying what you're feeling out loud. Simply acknowledging that it exists can be really tremendously powerful. And then refusing to apologize for what you're feeling. This is so hard. I am so many years into this practice of feeling feels as they arise. And it's still hard for me to say, instead of saying, I'm so sorry that I cried, or I'm so sorry that that happened. I say, thank you for being patient with me today to whichever other human I'm with. So instead of, I'm sorry that I felt blank, I'm sorry that I cried, I'm sorry that, which is the default for any emotion that's not pure joy. Thank you for being patient with me. Thank you for taking good care of me while I was crying. Thank you for acknowledging that that feeling was real. Anywhere that you can change an I'm sorry into a thank you 
you grow as a human because you're not denying your feelings and your partner grows as a human because your partner slash whomever you're near grows because they're being thanked for being a good, solid human that's doing the right thing, which is to not make your feelings wrong or bad in some capacity. I don't remember if that's not my idea, by the way. I think that was Glennon Doyle Melton that I stole that idea from, to change all your I'm sorry's to thank yous, and it changes the way that you see pretty much everything. But I found it to be particularly helpful with apologizing for feels, which I used to do all the time, and I used to feel bad about all the time. And it's hard work, but it's getting easier. You can also, I know this is so hard, simply be in your body, rooted, rooted, so official, rooted is what I would say, rooted, and able to feel versus ready to flit away. So for a lot of years, I would live in my body for like up to five seconds at a time. This is in the presence of other people because by myself, I could be in my body. In the presence of other people, be in my body. And then the minute there was something uncomfortable or unpleasant coming to the surface, either in my body or from other people, I would just flit away, go right up into my mind, retreat. It's like if you've ever pulled down a blind too far and then it's like, and it just goes all the way up, pull it up a shade like that. It was like that, just I was gone. I was up in my mind and you could not get me back out for quite some time. So if you can learn to just breathe into your body, you are able to feel things in your body and you're able to work through them so much more easily than if you try and talk them through as they're happening. As they're happening, that guy over there is super angry. I'm feeling my cheeks are heating up. I'm feeling warmer in, in my body. My hands are tingling. My jaw is tightening. If I just feel that in that moment, it's going to be easier for my life in the long run than if I feel it, don't acknowledge I feel it, go shooting up into my mind. And then the minute that I come back down, that's the first thing I meet in my body because it hasn't gone anywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? I must be mad at my partner because I'm feeling really angry. <laughs> so so the, the, the aftermath can be worse because you're going to interpret it as I'm angry at X, Y, or Z when really you're just processing the feels that came from the angry dude in the corner over there a few hours ago. So the more that you can let yourself be in your body and the more that you can let yourself feel what you're feeling, acknowledging that you will not die from feeling these things for 10 to 12 seconds at a time, the easier it gets to live with your feels and to live without judging your feels as too much. Because the, the case is probably that you are a sensitive human living in an insensitive world much more than it is that you are too sensitive or too prone to feeling. I just don't find that to be true. So again, you're acknowledging the feels. You're allowing them to pass through you. If you want to dive further into this, kristenkelp.com slash empath, excuse me, or the long journey to the body, check them out. You can also communicate your limits, particularly in conversation with other people. I find feels by myself to be not nearly as difficult as feels with other people. And feels with other people, um, you can communicate your limits and refuse to shut down or numb yourself out through food, technology, alcohol, or drugs. And I'm using all four of those with equal weight because technology can be just as numbing as food, alcohol, or drugs in the present day. You don't ever have to feel a thing again. You can just eat and then Netflix and then eat and then Netflix and then go to sleep and then wake up and do it again tomorrow. You don't ever have to feel a thing. What you're doing though is creating a backlog of feelings that will come running toward you with open arms 
the minute that you turn off Netflix and you have three seconds to yourself. So what if instead of looking down that train of emotion that's barreling toward you and trying to get away from it, what if you agreed to breathe? What if you agreed to let yourself feel that thing as it comes toward you? And what if you decided that you weren't going to die from feeling it? And the longer you've been holding the feels down, the harder it is to believe that that train is not going to kill you. But it's not. And then once you're feeling it, once you begin to process it in the body, once you begin to acknowledge that, that those feelings exist, that is when, if you have a backlog especially of years or decades, that is when therapy comes into play. That's when other modalities come into play and can be really beautiful and rewarding. But in many cases, the first impulse that you have will be to flit away into your mind and refuse to feel things in your body. And the only way through the feeling is going to be in your body. So what if the next time you have an emotion that's uncomfortable, you don't label it, you don't judge it, you don't try and make it something that it isn't, you simply breathe more deeply into it. And then instead of going up into your mind, which is going to say, it's wrong that you're crying, it's wrong that you're feeling things, it's wrong that you have this emotion, it's wrong that you are in any way feeling anything because you're not supposed to feel anything. What if you can silence that voice and just feel your toes and feel your feet and feel your ankles and feel your knees? Can you sink into the place of simply breathing? And if you're like, okay, cool, but this one feeling just won't go away, whatever it is, this nagging, persistent feeling, you can always ask, what are you trying to teach me? And it's okay if the answer is abstract or isn't quite what you hoped, but it's really helpful to ask anyway, what are you trying to teach me? And if you're like, Kristen, this has caused so many more questions than answers. Um, that's because I'm trying to cover a tremendous amount of grounds in a short period of time. And because this is deep, murky work that isn't particularly easy to settle into. But I can tell you that this is a specific thing that we address in person, in the room, while we're breathing with other people at Brave, because it is easier to do in person. It's easier to be in the body with other people who are in their bodies when you're in the same room. So if you would like to come to Brave, it's at kristenkelp.com slash brave. It's September 19th and 20th, and we handle feeling the feels, managing the feels, all of the feels, all the ways that you're not broken, but that you feel broken right now, we address them. We also address making boundaries and keeping boundaries and making your best work and communicating about that work with other people. And we take your calendar and we put a bunch of things onto it that are brave and amazing. And we, we get even more things off of your calendar that feel like obligation and resentment and nastiness and yuck and should. And I don't want to do that, but I agreed to it anyway. And this contract makes me feel terrible. All of those things we sweep away, and then we layer in things that, that open you to life, that open you to feeling, that open you to vulnerability, while simultaneously open you to being more alive. That's what we do at Brave, 
and the magical, wonderful world of early bird pricing ends on my birthday, which is May 28th, which is soon. So you can hop on to kristenkelp.com slash brave, pop in, it's $99 down, and then uh, four more payments of $99. So for $4.95, you walk away with the ability to acknowledge your feelings, to you grow significantly in your ability to feel your feelings and you have a group of people that have been through that experience with you, which is probably the most valuable part of all. And the only reason that I considered not quitting Facebook before I decided to was because of the brave alumni in the group that just went through. So that's a powerful testimonial to the the amazing, amazing people that attended brave last time. And I would love to be there to support you and help you and feel less broken. But in the meantime, I hope these suggestions help. Again, kristenkelp.com slash brave. You know the drill. Get on that. May 28th is my birthday and the early bird pricing ends. So do it already. Please don't make me shy buff on you. Do it. Okay, but really just go do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you have feedback, questions, comments, concerns, ideas, ways to go deeper into this, to talk about it, to talk about what it means to be in the body and what it what it means to feel things, I cannot just just intuit your questions. You're going to have to communicate them to me via k at kristenkelp.com. As always, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.